You're listening to The Focus Radio with Alyssa Granlin. My goal is to share some tips and ideas to help you grow a thriving and healthy real estate business that you love. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, I just got off the phone with a client and we were talking about uh, a person on her team. And her question to me was, you know, how do I get this person engaged? She's busy. She's got a young family, little kids and a new relationship. She's really distracted and not showing up to team meetings or even responding to text messages or emails. All right, have any of you ever been in this situation? This is really, really common when we bring on buyer's agents to our team. Because generally, you know, they're coming on to the team because they were struggling on their own, because they probably didn't have great habits and they weren't prospecting consistently. But there's a reason that they came into the real estate business in the first place, and that is because they probably value their freedom. And so it is a little bit of a disconnect when they join a team and then a team leader has some expectations that they want this buyer's agent to meet. So that is a a struggle that I see a lot. And so I thought this is something that probably a lot of people uh, would be interested in. So I thought I would just share my thoughts on this with you today. So the first thing is when we do bring on a buyer's agent, a lot of times we are maybe a little overly uh, optimistic about what their commitment level is going to be. And also, I think sometimes we're a little bit too generous on the splits. And so when we do that, when we're too generous on the split and we're not really making a lot of money on it, it's hard for us to set aside that time to work with them because it's not really that profitable. And we have to keep uh, the roof over our heads. You know, we got to keep our doors open. And so we're busy out there trying to get deals done and don't necessarily have time to nurture our team and nurture their growth. Okay, so that's one problem that can happen. Uh, Another problem that can happen is that we're all in. We're super excited. We set up team meetings and we try to get people engaged and they just don't show up. They... They want their freedom, so they're a little bit passive aggressive about it. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll come to prospecting. And then all of a sudden you don't see them. And then they had something that came up and they were busy, right? So this can happen a lot when I I have agents that get into coaching and we start to look at their team structure and realize, gosh, you know, we've got a lot of leaky buckets here. We've got things that, you know, that could be tightened up and shored up. And then when we try to tighten them up or shore them up, then the buyer's agents will get mad and quit because they don't want to be micromanaged, which isn't really what we're doing. We're trying to run things like a business, but that can happen. So, you know, in a perfect world, ideally, we would set it up right in the beginning. You know, we'd have our core values and we'd have our expectations pretty clear and we would be careful on our splits so that the um, time that we have to give to nurture that buyer's agent, we're compensated. All right. But a lot of that is kind of water under the bridge for us. And so, you know, if that is your situation and now you're just struggling with some uh, potential buyers, agents or agents that are working underneath your umbrella that aren't motivated, they aren't making sales, they aren't showing up. Let's talk about some strategies on how you can help them to be successful. So the first thing is you're going to want to get with that agent and have a private talk with that agent and one to one where you can just find out 
you know, how are things going for you? You, you know, you seem like you're busy and distracted a little bit from the business. Is real estate still your passion? Is it still something that you want to do? Well, you know, they might say, oh, I don't know. I'm just not that motivated or it's too hard or I don't have any clients or whatever. So we've got to dig a little deeper and we need to find out, well, what was the original reason that you got involved in the business? And then we need to find out when, when we, when we, hear what that original reason is, is that reason still valid? Are they still interested in saving money for retirement? Or um, uh, maybe they need to earn a living. I guess that's another good question. You know, do you need to make money? And um, if they don't need to make money, then we've got to find out what does motivate them, you know, and a lot of times we can uncover that a little bit with a disc test. So if you haven't done the disc test yet, uh, yourself or your team, I think that's really important for you to look at uh, the disc test. And uh, that you can get a free version of that through Tony Robbins. Just uh, you could Google Tony Robbins disc or you can go to my website after the podcast and I'll have a list of resources. Uh, you can go to the focusradio.com backslash 89 uh, the focusradio.com backslash 89. This is episode 89 and you'll be able to uh, take a look at my show notes and you can see some resources there that can help you. And I'll put a link for Tony Robbins disc test there. But uh, that is super helpful because if you, if you see, you know, that there are certain personality type like a D, you generally aren't going to have a problem because they're going to be out there digging up business. But an I, they're going to want to uh, do this business because they want to have fun, right? That's their main motivator is having fun. And if it's not fun, then they're off to the next fun thing, okay? Or if it's an S, then their their uh, motivation is to serve. They really want to do the right thing and, and do a good job for people. But unfortunately, they get uh, a little mired in being afraid because um, they don't want to bother people. And so, you know, but maybe if they need to make money, then we can help them to see how they can serve others. Or if they're a C, then, you know, what happens with Cs is they're analytical and they are always kind of getting ready to get ready. So they don't necessarily get off the dime. They're, they're always getting all their ducks in a row because they want things to be perfect. And so in that case, we're going to need to help them to see the process that we're going to follow and you'll probably have to step in and help them through it so that they can, with an S and a C, um, see how the process works so that they don't uh, make a mistake or do it wrong, okay? So take that disc test so you can find out what your team is. You're going to see that people are a combination of things, but uh, you're going to be able to talk with them about, you know, how you know how do you feel? Do you feel the test was accurate? Uh, what do you think your motivation is? What is it that drives you? And uh, it is very insightful, and uh, it's a great team meeting, you know, to share that with each other, and it really helps everybody on the team to appreciate each other's strengths, which is the key here. But anyway, if, you, um, if you're meeting with your person, you need to uncover what's their motivation. Number one, do they need to make money? And if they don't, then why are they doing it? Is it self-fulfillment? Is it saving for retirement? Is it they just want to have some extra money to go on some trips? You know, what is the motivation? And we want to see if it's still there. Then we want to identify, you know, if their motivation, let's say, is that they need to earn a certain amount of money per month, then we need to break it down. We have to figure out how much they need to make in order to uh, meet those goals. And if they, if their motivation is to go on a trip to Disney World, well, then how much money do you need to do that? 
Okay, well, let's kind of uh, set up a date that you'd like to go. So, okay, next March, a year from now. So in order to make that happen, what do we have to do? Well, I need to sell five houses, let's say, so that I have enough money and I can have a little money in savings or, you know, to make it worthwhile. And then you help them to kind of get clear on their vision. Because when you do that, that's going to get them more excited and motivated and re-engaged. Then what you'll want to do once you get them clear on their vision is to try to re, I would say, get them to recommit to the team and to the um, and to the team meetings and to just being a part and taking advantage of the things that you have to offer. And the way I would do this is with small baby steps. You're going to want to help them to set small manageable goals. So if you've got someone who's a little overwhelmed, like my client today, who's got a gal who has three babies and um, in a new relationship, then the manageable steps that we might want to take with her is, you know, one small thing. What would be the, the thing that would make the biggest impact? And in my opinion, most people where they're not having enough impact is getting their list, getting the list of the people that they already that already know like and trust them together their soi their sphere of influence and their past clients if they don't have any past clients then we want to you know look at um, people that they um, care about and people that care about them uh, whether it's an activity or a hobby or a past life that they've had and so they want to start gathering that list together and then to consistently market to that list so what you'll want to do is help them to maybe their first goal is to re-engage, is to get a list of, say, 25 people together by the next week, and we're going to talk about how we're going to use that list. So you get them excited. You uh, do a little bit of coaching with them to find out what is it that's motivating them, and then you give them one small action to take if they've recommitted to the business. And then the other thing we want to do is we want to make sure that they're showing up to the team meetings. So that is something that I'm going to talk about on a future podcast on how to have a successful team meeting. But what I would like you to do is to make sure that you at least have one weekly, that you set the time and the date of the week that you have it and it's consistent and you show up and you have those team meetings. That really helps to get a cohesive team going. So I hope that was a little bit of food for thought for you. If you've got somebody who's who's not uh, engaged, then the first thing is going to be try to get with them one-on-one -on -one and find out what's happening. Now, I know a lot of us are afraid to do that because we're afraid they're going to quit or afraid they're going to leave. But the reality is, if you've got someone on your team like that, the rest of the team is seeing it. And it is going to be bad because the other people on the team are going to feel resentful. They're going to feel like, well, she doesn't have to show up to the team meetings. Why do I have to be here? And it's just uh, it's just a bad apple and you don't want it. So if they want to quit, if they're not committed, if they're not engaged, then maybe it would be the time to you know part on good terms. And uh, like I mentioned to this gal today, if they're not uh, engaged and they don't want to sell and they don't need money and they're not motivated and it's just not a good time in their life, then instead... What you could offer is, how about if you become a referral partner for now? And if you come across any business, I'll take care of it for you. And you pay them a pretty hefty referral fee, 35%. And that way they don't have to do any work and except for to get you the leads. And then you can work the leads or somebody else on your team can work the leads. So that would be my first advice to you today 
And uh, if you if you're struggling with that, that would be my goal this week is for you to kind of nip that in the bud, get it figured out, get with that person and find out where they're at and then do a little coaching with them. Try to get them reengaged. If they can't be reengaged, offer them to be a referral partner until they're ready to come back in the business. You know, we all go through seasons, right? So sometimes you have little kids. It's not the right timing. But two years from now, they're in school. Things might be a little bit different. All right. So uh, thanks for joining me today. And uh, again, if you want the show notes, go to the Focus Radio backslash 89. Focus Radio backslash 89 to get some of the links that I talked about here today. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. You're listening to The Focus Radio with Alyssa Granlin. My goal is to share some tips and ideas to help you grow a thriving and healthy real estate business that you love.